Welcome to the Heather Penny Podcast, where our goal is to help you reach your potential by increasing clarity, building confidence, and engaging courage. Dr. Heather Penny is a leadership coach, trusted advisor, and admired author. I'm Christina Morales, a writer and marketer, and Heather is my dear friend and my coach. Today, we're going to address managing grief during the holidays. This is a dive again. (laughs) And I honestly, I love and I hate the holidays. I love decorating, baking, shopping. This is my time of year. But I have some unfortunate childhood memories and feelings that spring up every December like clockwork, Mm -hmm. and it's a battle. So today I'd love to ask you a variety of questions about managing the holidays since grief, obviously it comes in a variety of ways. Um, I know some people who are mourning the loss of a loved one. I know some people who are mourning what was and isn't anymore. Maybe um, a relationship that has broken up or losing a home that they Mm -hmm. thought they would have memories in. There's a lot of grief going on and it comes in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So have you noticed are a lot of people having um, a struggle with the holidays this year or every year? What are you seeing? What do you notice? Well, you know, I think people don't like to talk about it on a regular basis of how much their heart might be breaking the closer they get to Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I think as I've tried to honor that space, it has been, um, it's been sacred. It's probably the word I keep thinking of. And people have shared their stories with me and how the holidays brings pain, whether it's from a hard memory or if it's something they're going through and they're just not ready to celebrate this year. Mm-hmm. And I think of what I've realized it's, it keeps them very isolated. So I think part of why I wanted to do this podcast is I, I wanted to normalize. It's okay. If you're feeling grief, it's okay. And there's more people grieving during the holidays and it's triggering sadness than, than you probably realize you're not alone in it. So I think that's the main reason why I wanted to talk about it. Um, the other thing too, is I say, as you grieve, you can also hold joy. Mm-hmm. It's not mutually exclusive. You can hold a deep sense of grief. Like you just lost your, your father but you're watching your five-year-old open a present on Christmas morning. You know, you can hold those simultaneously. You can also, if you've had um, really hard memories around Christmas, you can re you can honor those hard memories and gently say, I'm ready to do a 180 and create new memories. Mm -hmm. I worked with one client with that where she was dreading every Christmas. Well, as we got into her story, she started talking about how really horrible Christmas was and it was atrocious. I was like, Oh my goodness, that is awful. <laughs> so again, with my goal of coaching is moving people forward. I'd say you get to honor what Christmas has been to you. And now we get to start taking Christmas back. And she was still living as a victim to what Christmas used to, used to be to her. And now she was saying, I get to take it back. I get to take it back. So we spent several coaching sessions literally painting a new vision for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was like anything she wanted to eat, anything she <laughs> wanted to do, anything she wanted to buy, who she wanted there on the day of, yeah. how she wanted to feel. I mean, it was like we almost created a vision board for Christmas, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, this mm-hmm. is your new Christmas. What was so powerful then, she started dating this young man who um, also is now her fiance. And mm-hmm. she and him now are creating 
Christmas together because she, she learned that she gets to take back her Christmas. She also then realizing, I really want to now get pregnant where before she was fearing getting pregnant because everything had been so traumatizing in her childhood and saying, I get to invite children into the Christmas that we are creating. And so it was almost the sense of giving her her sense of, of self back and her power back to say, the grief doesn't have to stop you. And at the same end, I don't want to dismiss it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have a friend and her situation is completely, I don't want to say extreme, but her sister was murdered on Christmas Eve. And this was about 10 years ago. And so she and I were talking about this topic where Mm -hmm. some years she's okay, some years, and this happens to be a year where she is just struggling. And I don't know what to tell her. Part of me wants to say, well, I'll come over and let's do the tree. Let's create new memories. Um, Even though you don't feel it right now, let's decorate your house and let's wrap gifts together. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to minimize her grief and cause her more pain by having that constant reminder that it's Christmas in our house. What advice would you have? How can I help her? You know, I just, I always start with how can I honor you during the season? Okay. I think letting them start to talk about it helps them feel like they're not alone in it. Mm -hmm. Some people truly cannot celebrate their first Christmas without their whatever daughter, their father, their parent, their grandparent. I've seen people in this. I remember myself uh, losing my father in um, May. So I had some months between May and December, but the first Christmas without him was so heartbreaking. You know, I can feel the pain of that. And I think as I let myself say this, I get to take it at the pace I need to take it at. I get to spend it with the people I need to spend it with. I get to honor the space that this is my first Christmas without him. How do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. And just having some safe relationships that let me explore that allowed me to honor the hole mm-hmm. that he had left behind that Christmas, but also gave me the permission to enjoy Christmas with my eight-year-old, my 10-year-old, mm-hmm. and also recognize they had lost their grandfather. But I had to have that conversation. I couldn't fake it and just act like, everybody, turn on the Christmas music and let's just all be happy. But I also didn't want to just go sit in a dark hole, a dark room, and, and, and be crying all through Christmas. I just, I had to find that middle ground and having some kind people in my corner that helped me navigate that and let me talk about it allowed me to create the space I needed in order to both grieve it and to enjoy Christmas with my family and with the space that I was in. Mm -hmm. And we talked about um, someone emailed you and requested that we discuss COVID this year too and grieving and during the holidays because this has been a really hard year. And I mean, a big part of the holidays is gathering together with family and friends and we can't do that. And so for us, like Thanksgiving was super anticlimactic with just the four of us, my husband and my two kids, we decorated the tree. We, we, we tried to do a new tradition of decorating for Christmas because that was still fun. Mm -hmm. Um, My dinner was crummy. It was like, I was like, (laughs) I'm not going to make this huge meal just for the four of us. And my kids don't like, they had a frozen pizza, but that's another (laughs) issue. We had turkey and stuffing. They had a frozen pizza, but what do we do when we expect the holidays to be turkey and stuffing and it ends up being frozen pizza? (laughs) What are some yes. ways we can adapt to this unique year 
of being isolated. Yeah. I think, uh, I think again, being honest about it, I think we're scared to say we're scared. Yeah. I literally had this conversation with my husband this morning. We were sitting there drinking our, our lattes and enjoying our morning together. And I just said, I think I'm scared about Christmas. Hmm. We're going to be home with just the four of us. I don't know what the plans are. I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad. And I'm afraid I'm going to, basically, I'm afraid I'm going to blow it as a mom. <laughs> right? And saying it kind of makes me laugh going, that's so weird. And then I realized how many of us really think some of these things, but don't know how to put words to it or don't have the space to put words to it. So we either fake it and start baking up a storm and listening Christmas music, buying everything. Um, when in reality, I think the space that we're in has to be honored. And I think it actually, as we honor that, it gets to influence how this season will be different than all other seasons. Mm-hmm. So I, I know even some that's shifting in our family as we've, kind of come together and it's everything is shrunk and we're saying we're going to look at what it's going to look like to just be totally home and with ourselves instead of traveling all over the place and visiting family we are we're asking each other how are we feeling about it what new traditions do we want to start what do we want our day to look like um how are we giving to one another in and caring for one another's heart and our spirit and it's, it's really slowed things down. And for the first time, even we're, we're very conscious of like honoring this idea of Advent. You know, usually I'm so fa- running so fast and running hard, you know, that I like the idea of honoring Advent and kind of lighting a candle, but I don't really do a whole lot. Well, because we're not doing a whole lot, I we're able to actually have, we're having dinner every night together and we're lighting a candle and reading an Advent book. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't have planned that, you know, but it just feels like it's starting to happen. But as I'm dealing with some of the fear that this is different than what I've ever known. And I, and I'm having this safe conversation with my husband, how we lead in our family in this, I'm honoring my emotions in it so that I can offer something new and better. But yeah, I think I just want to say it is kind of scary to have something very different. It is a little scary to not know what to expect. It is a little scary to be housebound and not, not sure what Christmas is going to look like. Mm-hmm. As we honor some of those emotions around it, we're able to, to kind of like purge ourselves. that makes sense, and yeah. give ourselves the space to make room for no longer the fears or the anxieties, but more of the, the curiosity of what's going to happen and how do I get to be a part of influencing the Christmas that works for me, for my husband, for my two kids. Mm-hmm. Now I get to start anticipating, wow, this is going to be a unique year. I'm looking forward to what our Christmas day holds for us. Mm. And I'm not totally there to be honest. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. Should I be cooking something, doing something special, making a gingerbread house, doing something, you know, to make a memory. But I think I have to just let the pressure off of myself to not try and make up for a bad year, make up for the stressful time we're all in and just Mm -hmm. be present with my own heart and with my kid's heart and with my husband's heart and just kind of say, we got each other. How are we going to love each other through the season and how are we going to do this well together? Mm, That's really helpful. That's good. I feel like too, like when it comes, it comes back to normal, when we do get a normal Christmas, it's going to be that much sweeter, you know? So (laughs) this is just for 
a season, literally, figuratively. It's just for a season. And yes. so we'll come out stronger and we'll appreciate life more when it's over. So, And what if it's, what if we uh, enter this in so well that we realize there's some new things we want to take away yeah. that we will ever do again? Like it, we might create some new normals. Mm-hmm. So I think this idea of honoring what your emotions are, but then trying to pivot into Good. staying curious really helps you you step into a space of anticipating there's something good for you. And I see a lot of people getting stuck with everything they have lost. Mm-hmm. And it's a tricky tension to hold, but if you're constantly focusing on what you've lost, you can't make space for what there is to be offered in the season. It's going to be unique and different than any other season. Mm-hmm. And I think as we kind of gently let ourselves hold both of those. That's where our healthy wholeness comes from. We're going to stay in that space of, yeah, that we've lost some things, but we also get to be open to what is going to be um, offered to us during this time. Mm -hmm. It feels like if we just endure it, we'll look back and see the joy that we missed. And so we have to create the joy right now and savor it. It's kind of like when our kids were little, I was like, oh, I can't wait until you're four. I can't wait until you're six. I can't yeah. wait until you're potty trained. I can't wait until you go to school. And now I miss those times. And I savored them because we had to really struggle to get our kids. But I'm learning to savor those moments because of the tough time. And I look back and see how fast time goes by and what's important. And so it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah. You know, and I think you're constantly you're constantly evaluating. I'm thinking back at our Thanksgiving, you know, as we're moving toward Christmas, mm-hmm. I think one of the things I kind of tried to overcompensate as a mother is I just start, I way overcooked food. See, and we should have come to your house instead. <laughs> totally. Maybe we should have had frozen pizzas. What I was thinking, <laughs> but I could feel myself wanting to create an experience for my kids since they were at home quote, just at home. And I realized I don't think I, I think I put a little too much pressure on myself with that. And even my husband said, okay, Ed, we're moving into Christmas. Let's not make 20 dishes. <laughs> let's make three and let's like tone this down. And of course I love his, his sense of balance and also his awareness that I was probably trying to oh, make up for the loss that my kids might be feeling versus maybe stepping into it more saying, let's talk about the loss now let's talk about the richness of what we also get to have. And that's so hard to do. And it's not something you want to push, but I think it's something I'm trying to make space for and trying to be aware of. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push my kids or my family into, let's just be happy. Let's just focus on what we have. Or even say that to clients or other people. It's like trying to honor the pacing of how you need to kind of grieve the loss and how, and when you're ready to start pivoting to open your arms up to what is being offered you. That's mm-hmm. a sensitive, sacred space. And I always try and honor that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay to feel. Yes. Like, Suck <laughs> it up buttercup. No, right. it's okay to feel. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to grieve it. Yeah. And the good thing about Christmas is it comes every December 25th. The bad thing about Christmas is it comes every <laughs> December 25th. Yeah. Um, we had Thanksgiving to contend with and it well and Christmas actually starts what the day after Halloween. That's a long time to manage the stress of the holidays, the fear. If you've had bad childhood memories 
or you've taught me a lot about expectations. Like I work, 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 and then Christmas Day at the, at the end of the day, it always feels like wah, wah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. or okay, yeah. all this money on gifts. My house is a mess, and I don't know what I'm looking for. It's just yeah. anticlimactic. So how do we manage? I mean, it's it's it really is two months of stress when you think it kind of starts yeah. November first. Yeah. You know, I think you always want to think about the meaning or the why behind why we celebrate things. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a person of faith, you know, you're celebrating, you're a person of faith in the Christian faith, you're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. If you're a person that's really just focused on the love of the season, you're focusing on celebrating that. Um, I think we all know, I think every human is smart enough to realize things are not going to be the only thing that makes us happy. Mm-hmm. So I think going more inward and saying, why are we doing this season? Is it to express a thanksgiving and a gratitude toward one another? Is it ex- to express a love for each other? Is it to express a, a love or appreciation or worship in your faith? Mm-hmm. I think letting that language start to grow, whoever you're celebrating it with, mm-hmm. allows it to become a meaningful thing instead of a thing of obligation and duty. So you don't overdo too many dishes or you don't overbuy or you don't overeat. You know, you're, you're able to stay present with why are we doing this? We want to get together. We want to honor one another. We want to honor the faith that we live in. We want to honor whatever it is that you honor. We all have a reason of why we enjoy our holidays. Get to the heart of that mm-hmm. and really pull that out in your conversation and let that be a part of what you're, you're cultivating. And then everything gets to flow out of that the gifts you give to one another, the stockings you have, the, the meal that you lay comes from a place of love from one another, love for um, your faith, love for whatever it is that you're, you're a part of in your life. You're looking at the meaning of that and letting that be the heartbeat for why you're having this holiday in the first place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. And we've talked about COVID and obviously we can't have our big family gatherings But a few things can set our emotions off like family members. I know you have no idea what I'm talking about. No, not at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) And so while our gatherings may not be as big as usual, this is the problem I have with it. I miss my buffer people. Like when we have small gatherings, you're you're forced to be one-on-one. But when we have big gatherings, I can, you know, eat pie with Uncle Ron in the corner and chat for an hour and be protected from people that I don't necessarily want to have all those deep conversations with. So how do we handle family members during this time of year and all the emotions that can come with Mm -hmm. those feelings? Yeah. Do I have to answer that question? We had a technological glitch. Oh no! (laughs) Sorry, we lost our connection here. (laughs) Wi-Fi just went out. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking about, of course, I'll just use myself as a personal example. I think when I had the loss of our father, it was about, you know, five years ago, six years ago, my mm-hmm. father passed on. It changed all the dynamics in my family. Okay. I had to honor that piece and recognize it. And some things for good, some things for not so good. And I, I realized the loss was so much more compounded because of, mm-hmm. of that, the reasoning behind that. And I think that's what I look at and I say, Whenever there's a shift 
in the family dynamics, whether it's through death or whether it's through aging or whether it's through sickness or health, whatever is going on. I think you have to, to look at what are the dynamics, what are the, how are the dynamics going to play out this year? And what do I need to put my best foot forward? What do I need in order to be fully present and be the person that I want to be? I think it has to start there. And it has to start in a space of like, how do I be my most loving self? And if I really can't, I have no business going. And I have to figure out a way to politely bow out because I'm just not in that space to do it. But if I can do it, what do I do in order to make this the most successful possible? How do I step into conversations? What are the exit strategies I have when I start feeling triggered? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I stay in a space that allows me to be my best self? These are all things I'm constantly asking. And I think it's a good habit to ask it um, regardless of a huge shift in the family or not, because our lives are always changing. We're always evolving and growing. Every single season, there's subtle changes that are happening. I think the better you, you get at evaluating where am I in this, this Christmas what can I offer this Christmas? What am I looking for this Christmas? The more you can answer those questions, I think the, and, and, and have that clarity on that, the more you can step into Christmas in a better whole and healthy way. Mm-hmm. Does that help? <laughs> I think I answered it. Yes. No, that's good. It's just, yeah. Can you answer a lifetime worth of questions in two minutes? And deal with it? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. You know, we just said expectations and families have expectations of us too that we can't always fulfill. And so it's just managing that and communication. I've learned that from you too, is like we assume the other person knows where we're coming from or what we expect and they don't. And so communicating, I can't come over this year because of this or, you know, sharing, well, I expect you to come over for two hours. Like that's going to eliminate a lot of the problems and Mm -hmm. misunderstandings. Right. Right. And you have to, you, I think you have to grapple with the fact that you might disappoint and that's really hard. Mm -hmm. I do not like disappointing, but if I don't grapple with that disappoint that I've disappointed someone that I'm going to start tap dancing for them and start doing what they want me to do because I'm trying to control the situation and not feel the disappointment of them. So, you know, you have to always be honest with yourself and saying, I don't like that I just said no and they just got mad at me or they gave me a lot of guilt or they told me how disappointed they were. Mm-hmm. I am really uncomfortable with that and I don't like that. I think the more you can be honest with that, it helps you understand where you're at in your heart space. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all the time we have for today. And you're going to land it there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> done. That was heavy. <laughs> I know. The holidays are hard. I have such a hard yeah. time with the holidays. So... Well, let me, I do want to end it with this. Okay. It will always get easier. As you promise, I promise you, (laughs) it will get easier as you learn how to evaluate where you're at in your heart space. And then you're able to create the Christmas that you need to have for you. Mm -hmm. I think it starts with saying, where am I at and what can I handle? Mm -hmm. I think once you start getting in touch with that and you have your, your, beautiful husband there who's able mm-hmm. to step into that with you. You've got your buddy, your built-in buddy, right? Yeah. You're having a, a much higher level conversation instead of 
how long does it take to get there? Where are the kids going to sleep? Um, which presents did you buy for all the family members? That's really a low level conversation. Mm-hmm. You want to start at the heartbeat that says, how are we going to thrive this Christmas together? How are we not just going to survive it and endure it? How are we going to thrive this? Where are you at and where am I at? And what can we offer ourselves and our family this Christmas? Hmm. That's the conversation you want to have because that's when you start taking back your Christmas and you start having the true joy of that season. Hmm. Yeah, that is a much better note to end on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can't. We can't leave them hanging down there. We gotta, we gotta pull them back up. They say, just leave me alone with my candy cane in the corner. A lot, Coco, your elf. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have. Thank you for ending it on a high note. <laughs> Join us next time when we address the next topic: staying united during the holidays. Yes. <laughs> please subscribe to the Heather Penny Podcast. And for questions, comments, and resources, please visit heatherpenny.com. Remember to live your best life. You have to live intentionally. Have a great day, and we can't wait for you to join us next week. Thanks, Heather. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone.